You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 1 of Casual Swinger. I'm your co-host, Mallory. And I'm Mickey. And again, we've missed you guys. It's been uh, it's been a long time. Third time's a charm, right? Season three. Yes, yes, long overdue. It's been um, a roller coaster, right? Just like everyone else out there dealing with the the state of the environment now. So yeah, I kind of feel like it. Like the season break came at a good time because you know we were kind of like, how do we talk about things and right? Because we want to bring value to the conversation and. You know, me personally, I was in limbo there for a little bit, a little inundated, focusing on working kids and dogs and, and family, you know, so. Yeah, but finally, I think we've beaten the kids as much as we can beat our kids. So we, you know, we have to <laughs> do better other quit stuff. saying that because someone's <laughs> going to call CPS. Our I'm kids just are saying. adults. We can beat them. It's fine. It's, yeah. It's, okay. That's just assault and battery. No big deal. Simple assault. Yeah. Not an issue. <laughs> anyway, um, so, but a lot of has happened since the last time we sat down and recorded and put on an episode for our listeners. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, I kind of had a, a big thing that it was happened a, recently. It was a really big thing. Um, right at the end of June, you were invited out to see some of the changes of Hedonism 2 before opening. So maybe like a soft opening, I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah, well, it it wasn't even a soft. They were closed. Right. But, I mean, it was just a week after people were allowed back in the country. And uh, Harry reached out and offered me the opportunity to come down and see everything they did. And uh, to be honest, because Harry's a great guy, he didn't even ask me to cover it for the show or, or for the magazine that I wrote the article for. He just invited me down to see it because he was excited and proud. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get into, um, I'm going to interview you here shortly, which is I'm really excited about and, and talk about your experience there. And then you had uh, recorded an interview with Harry I did. while you were there. Yeah, <laughs> I sat down with Harry. And then I also sat down with Trisha Ann, who was the director of sales and marketing and operations for Sun Holiday which is one of the uh, tour operators that takes people back and forth between the airport and Tahito. Yeah, I want to say they're the biggest. They are the, they're the biggest by far. Yeah. This is not even close. Right. <laughs> so. so, again, very excited about that. So um, we'll talk a little bit about your experience. You want to just kind of like run over what we're thinking for season three for our listeners before we jump into there? Yeah, well, I mean, it's season three. I mean, it's going to start off interesting, right? Because everything with, with COVID still has everybody kind of up in the air. And of course, Florida's on fire with COVID right now. Yeah, go Florida. Yeah, go Florida. But anybody out there that's worried about us, don't worry about us too much. Uh, without going too much into it, we're testing 45,000 people a day down here. Is it scary? Are people getting overwhelmed? Sure. Is it real? Sure. But we're okay. It's And we've been distancing. And yeah, we we've wear been. Wear our masks. Yeah, we've been really safe. So, yeah. and we're taking precautions, you know, we're, we have a family to think and worry about as well. We do. So, so that means we haven't been out playing, but if we haven't been out no. playing, what are we going to do in season three? Right. I know. I know. So I think a lot of that's to be decided. I think we have some, some, 
soft goals for we, season three. We, we want to we want to provide a high quality show for our listeners. We want to have you know entertainment you know at it, at its finest for us at least, which includes a lot of humor. Yeah, so. that's true. And you guys have probably noticed it, it, our our lead in is new audio, new disclaimer, and we're really trying to kind of jazz up the show a little bit for you guys. And I think so. Then season three, we're going to be looking for some interviews that matter, some stuff that'll really you can sink your teeth into. We're going to have some more fun with music. We're going to have some more fun with travel. We are going to be traveling a little bit, and we're going to be talking about travel in the new world, right, and how things yes. are. Yes, which is a little scary for me. You yeah. know, claw, claw's a germaphobe. Hello. Nice right. to meet you. And Well, and that's just it. If you meet a new couple now, how do you have that conversation? It used to be, are you safe? Have, you know, who have you been fucking? And now it's, who have you been within six feet of without your mask? <laughs> right. And did you fuck them? <laughs> It's a lot so different. So true. Oh, right. man. And by the way, it's, it's fine. I'm not wearing a mask, but I am wearing a condom, so we can still hang out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> skipping that conversation. Yeah, you know, my my goals for the season, though, we had goals for season two. We had goals for 2020 that we missed. So I really want to get into 2021 and do some of the things we meant to do, some of the travel we meant to do, the event in Nashville that got all fucked up by COVID. I'd love to see yeah, that get rescheduled. Yeah, the phone parties canceled. Um I think Naughty Nolan's got moved yeah, as well. Yeah, everything's been bumped. And uh, yeah, we still have PCAP in October right now. Yes. Which is oh great my news. gosh. Please just don't cancel yeah, PCAP. Yeah, please give us PCAP. <laughs> please, please, please. Let there be a vaccine so PCAP can happen. But, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think what people need to know is we're going to make the show and we're going to make the best show we can make for them. We're going to do it to the best of our ability and have as much fun as we can with it, but still be respectful of people that either have gotten sick or are having troubles, have lost their jobs. There's going to be a lot of that sort of thing going on, especially as this wave of the virus goes on. And we're going to be sensitive to that as we create the show. Absolutely. And I think that factored into the the space in between our last episode of the end of season two and this one is because it just felt right. We, we're not out there doing anything. Nothing new is really happening in our lives. But also there's a lot of things going on. And we're fortunate enough not to have a direct influence. We're still working. We're still healthy, but there's a lot of people that aren't. So it just felt a little inappropriate. Yeah. And a lot of the episodes that we had in the can, because we had a bunch we had done were episodes about people traveling to Jamaica and partying and having the time of their yeah. lives. And it's like, well, how much of it, like how big a shitheads we have to be that would be to put that out while people are suffering some really coarse salt in the wound. Yeah. So we sure. shelved those episodes for you guys. And at some point we'll release them. We'll let you guys have them. But it wasn't the time. It wasn't while people are suffering, while businesses are suffering, while people are sick. I mean, hell, Mike Ramos from ASN Magazine came down with COVID Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I hear he was recovering, which we're all really grateful for. We are. We're very grateful for it. But, man, I mean, that's that hits close to home. He and I have lunch like once a month. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm glad he's doing better. And we wish them the best. Yeah, very much so. So, uh, but yeah, that's what's coming in season three. I think it's more casual swinger, more us. We're going to try and have some more fun too. If you caught our last episode of season two, that was with Damon Millard. He was a comedian. And, yeah, uh, he was a trap. Yeah, we had a good time with that guy. Yeah, he threw us a shout out on his uh, his YouTube show, which we were pretty Aww, appreciative of. And he's sweet. Yeah, he's pretty good, dude. Right hey, on. you thought he was cute. but He was adorable. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to hijack this. Do it. So the table's turned. All right. I'm asking the questions and you're providing the answers, which is usually not the dynamic you and I have together, but 
I'm the journalist here. What else? <laughs> All right. So let me start with you taking this trip down to Jamaica. I'm I'm really glad, very glad you did this. I mean, I had a lot of reservations. I was a little nervous, especially with not, not just your concern for safety, right? Because you're my person. I care very much about you. But just the ever-changing you know, uh, requirements and rules and regulations that were happening. You were leaving the country. How did I know that you'd be able to make it back safely? So you did. Um, everything went well from what you've told me, and I'm really glad. But I'm also glad you went down there to experience it and have uh, time with everyone there uh, because I think you brought a few things back with you that were very, very valuable at a, at a personal level. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think so too, and... I, I tell you, I think what I was more worried about going to going to because I was going to Hito, even though it was closed, and even though I wasn't staying at Hito, uh, that's the first time since you and I've been together that I went anywhere near Hito alone, and I was I a little nervous. That's I'm like, crazy. Uh, but there was no one there, so it was very weird. It had to have been strange. And thank you for answering that question before I asked it. Oh, sorry, it was just that's surreal. Okay. I mean, it was just it was very. It was like. Uh, but then I was afraid you were gonna cut my balls off. Like what? That's insane. That would never happen. No. Um, it's it our was home. A, it is home, and it, it is a little strange. But I, I knew it's not the same environment because no one was there. Yeah. Right. It, it was very strange. So, tell me why it was important to you to go down there in the first place. Well, why we, would you even risk it or or or, or go? Because it was what two weeks notice. Yeah. Yeah. It was barely. It was. It was barely two weeks notice, and. Uh, so first things first, you know, we have a lot of people that have traveled with us to hedonism over the years. We have a lot of people that listen to this show uh, as ambassadors for hedonism. I wouldn't consider us experts on on anything. We say that in the lead-in, but what I would consider us is voluntary ambassadors for hedonism. And they don't pay us, and anybody thinks they do or says they do is full of shit. They don't. Nobody pays us, no. as a matter of fact. We don't take money from anybody. No, this is a very expensive hobby we it have really going is. on here. If you want to be a millionaire, start a podcast as a billionaire. But, <laughs> there you go. You know, it's, uh, we, we don't. The only money we get is if you buy a sex toy from us on casualtoys.com. But why did I do it? I did it for everybody that goes to Jamaica with us and thinks of those people as friends, that thinks of that place as home and thinks of some of these people as their extended family, they are suffering in a massive way in that country. 35% of their global GDP comes from travel and tourism. And all, almost all of those people went away. 70 to 80% of their tourists are Americans. And none of them were coming to the country starting March 21st. So I had an opportunity to go first. And if something bad was going to happen, it was going to happen to me. But it wasn't going to happen to the hundreds or thousands of people that have traveled to Jamaica with us over the last 14 years. And I wanted to go and say, hey, I've been personally, and this is what happened. And this is what was good. This is what was bad. This is what was weird. And I was able to do that. I was able to be one of the first people there and look around and get see the faces of home and the people that, that we care about down there and tell them we will be back and we'll bring our friends with us. So speaking of uh, seeing friends and people we know, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that, for me, they're like family. Literally, every time I go there, it's, the welcome home is is literal in that sense. I, I am absolutely home. That place has changed my life, and there's so many people I love and care about that work there. Um, you did a video, a welcome home video with those guys, and you're showing me the clips before you compiled it to a, a full video and, and posted on YouTube. I had tears in my eyes. 
Um, and the video came out wonderful. So anyone who's gone to Hito or wants to get a feel of what the staff is like there, I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel and watch it because it's just, it's so heartwarming. The ECs at the end, busting a move, was epic. And I put I'm not a, surprised. I put a link to that video in our, uh, if you go to casualswinger.com and go to our blogs where you can see all these podcasts, every issue, every episode we've ever done, but also the article that I wrote for ASN Magazine is in there. And at the bottom of that article is that video. Yeah. And can they also see all the video updates that you did while you were there um, going over the changes to the property and interviewing staff? I posted some of them, but I'm going to put links to all of those in the show notes for this episode. Great. Perfect, because those were really valuable at the time. And, and granted, some things have changed, right? Because as of July 1st, mm-hmm. some of the, the requirements changed. Um, and it's really important to stay up to date, right? Because this is, is a very fluid situation that's happening. And, and so far, we've been getting positive reports for people who have left since July 1st mm-hmm. and have been or are currently on property. Yeah, it, it's changed a lot since July 1st. So since July 1st, one of the most important things that changed is anybody coming from New York, Texas, Florida, or Arizona was considered very high risk. And anybody Fair who enough. was very yeah. high risk had to have a current COVID test within the last seven days before you traveled. Right on. Now, that did create, you know, obviously some consternation for some people. But what most people didn't realize is that everybody coming from anywhere else uh, could be tested, but generally wasn't. Most of our friends that have been down there in the last few days said that they just breeze right through the airport, 30 minutes, they're done. Yeah, depending on where they come from, it could be like a random selection like TSA. Yes. Very much so. It is very random. And of course, everybody still gets screened. They talk to you and you either get a T or a Q on a little piece of paper. The T says go get a test and they give you a COVID test just outside the airport. A Q just says quarantine in place for 14 days. That means you can't leave your resort. But who the fuck wants to leave Hito anyway? Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean because a lot of people when you came back had questions about like, well, I'm only staying seven days or I want to only go for seven days. But they're saying I have to quarantine for 14. What does that mean? Yeah, it means just don't leave your resort for your seven days and then turn around and leave. As long as the only thing you're doing is leaving the country, that's fine. There you go. So you're not required to stay an additional week on no. top of because they because they felt like that was the minimum. No. But they, they had to stay in country now. I wouldn't be sad about staying two weeks in Jamaica. But Hell no, but you would be sad if you did become symptomatic while you're there because if your resort does not have a quarantine area, then you would be remanded to the Ministry of Health and you'd be taken somewhere else. But if your resort does, like Hito does, Hito has a quarantine area. There's a set of rooms that are reserved for quarantine for anybody that does become symptomatic, and they're just taken to those rooms to ride out the rest of their quarantine. Right on. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really smart on their part to do that. So something I wanted to ask you is the impression that you had of the process that you would go through to and from, was it different than what you had read up on? And oh. how did you feel about it? Did you feel like it was super invasive? Did you did you feel like it, it took too long? Give me your thoughts on that. I would say a little bit different than what I expected. And, you know, visitjamaica.com is the website that you go to. It's the website you go to to get your travel authorization. It's the website that you update your COVID test if you are traveling from one of the high-risk states. And they had a pretty good description of what you were going to go through that it was pretty positive, right? It just basically all led to enjoy your time in Jamaica. But when I got there, it was serious, right? I mean, there were guys in fatigues from the Ministry of Health. They weren't carrying guns or anything. I mean, they were just guys in fatigues, and there were a lot of people in full PPE. And by full PPE, I mean gloves, gowns, uh, masks, and then face shields as Mm -hmm. well. So it was a little scary to see this. I mean, because normally when you step off the plane in Jamaica, it's hugs and smiles and welcome home and just all this excitement. Even the customs agents are usually in a pretty good mood. That's true. 
you flirt with them, which I don't think I is do. acceptable. Uh, but. Whatever they flirt back, but yes, you know, do. it this was different in that regard. It was kind of something out of of movies, you know, that sort of thing, and and everyone was fairly serious. There was definitely no joking around. Uh, but once you get past those first stages, you can see that Jamaican people are smiling with their eyes. It's the best thing they can do. They're they're doing everything they can to show you that hospitality they're famous for, even though you can't see their face. That that's good information to have, and you know, I'm hoping we have a few friends that are actually still down there right now. So as we get updated, you know, maybe we can advise our listeners with any changes that on go. I, I think we'll keep it ongoing. coming. You yeah, know, I think we'll keep it coming. It's the only thing we can do is just because it is a fluid situation. Things do change all the time. So, say we book our trip, right? And let's say we're going at the end of the month. Um, something to keep in mind is, like you said, we get there. There's a bunch of welcome home smiles, hugs. How has the experience changed for guests interacting with staff members that they know and love? Like, can I still go up and give them a hug or a high five? Yeah, so that has definitely changed. Uh, by and large, hugs are gone. Uh, it's yeah. it's big smiles, yeah. maybe some knuckles. Some people are throwing a little elbow, you know, whatever it takes, uh, particularly when you're out and about in public. The protocols by the government are no contact. Uh, and these, keep in mind, there's a lot of people that were out of work for a long time. And, and while Hedonism took care of its full-time employees, over 260 people received 90% of their full-time pay during this pandemic. And most of that came out of Hedonism's pocket. Yeah. So it was it was very difficult for the resort to continue keeping these employees. But it's so important. And, and the conversations that I had with Sun Holiday, the conversations I had with Mobay and VIP, the conversations I had with... Uh, you know, Brandon, who was the catamaran tour operations manager, everybody I talked to talked about how important it was to keep their valuable employees, the people they'd trained, the people that they'd grown with and become family, make sure that they kept them. So most of these folks that you know, most of these businesses that you know, have kept a lot of their key employees by being good to them during this time. That's amazing. That That's probably one of the most positive things um, that I heard you talk about when you came home. It was very positive. So, and for me, I don't want to go down there and give one of them a hug and cause them to lose their job or cause them to no, have to be Hell no. But so, it is it is definitely going to be a uh, changing culture or behavior. Oh, it sucks. Going to, it does. It yeah, does. Because yeah. I love these people. I want to hug them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do too. And maybe someday we'll get back there. Yeah. And wow. I'm not going to lie, right? As soon as I get off the plane, uh, our friend Lindley Grant uh, is he, he came right up and, and, you know, it was, it was handshake and a quick hug and he said, Oop, shit, can't do that. Right. But, but he said, but your family and I'm, I can hug my family. And <laughs> he promised he wouldn't hug anybody else. But. I love it. And he took such good care of you again. He's, he's one of the people I think of when I, when we talk about family down there. Um, yeah, he's amazing. So moving on. So, uh, we talked about, you know, a little bit about behavior, a little bit about how the protocols have, have changed in the airport in and of itself. Do you think that these changes, not only in the travel to and from, but on the resort, do you think they're going to have a negative impact on the experience as a guest? Because you talked about like they had um, markers on the floors, some of the dining uh, options and capacities have changed. What? How do you feel about that? Well, I think it's definitely different, right? I think what you see is different. Uh, I think that in the dining room, for example, you can't go up and get your food from the buffet anymore. You don't serve yourself. Someone else serves you. You tell them what you want and they put it on your plate. Uh, I think that's different. I think the signs on the floor that say social distance, you know, and, and give you an idea of where to stand if someone else is standing on one 
are very handy, uh, but at the same time, common sense rules the day, especially Aheto. It always has, right? right? Take care of yourself, right? I mean, if you're walking around at three o'clock in the morning as a single woman, half naked, uh, that, that even at Hito, as safe as it is with all of the security and everything else, it's not necessarily the best idea, right? It's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, even in the safest place in the world, it's not the best idea, and it's not the best idea to do things that we know with all the the data we've gathered aren't necessarily a great idea, like walking up and and just straight up hugging somebody you don't know. And so, is Hito different? Yeah, the staff are wearing masks, so you have to look them in the eye to make sure they're smiling at you. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of signs. There's hand sanitizing stations at every, you know, every time you pass from one area to another, there's a place to sanitize your hands. But in the end, is it still Hito? Hell yes, it is. It's it's still beautiful beaches. It's still amazing service. It's still more amenities than any resort in the Caribbean offers at no cost. It's that's, top shelf liquor. That's true because we talked about the value early on in one of our, I think season one, about the value that Hito brings to the table because it's legitimately all inclusive with the exception of like, spa and espresso and like the high-end wine stuff yeah. that wine bar that they have there so like you were telling me like water sports still a go yes right you best can social still- distancing in the caribbean <laughs> right you're, you're in the middle under- of the ocean you're in the middle of wash- ocean underwater and they <laughs> they've been sanitizing if you're using the mouthpieces and the tanks they sanitize all that equipment anyway yes so you can you can't get Better at social distancing than that. No, the biggest difference you're going to see is the number of people they allow on the boat. Right, right. The capacities are Mm going to change. So you can still snorkel. You can still paddle boat. You can still take out. uh, What are the other things they have there? Uh, They have sailboats and catamarans and they have kayaks. What is it that our DJ, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. yeah, Remember how like they almost ended up in Cuba? They wrecked a fucking catamaran into the island. (laughs) Yeah. They almost sank it. Again, you cannot socially distance better than that. So that's great. Um, You were also telling me that like the the disco and the piano bar will still be open, but also the capacities have changed and the spa will be open with some changes to protect um, contact, right? Yes, so the spa is definitely open, uh, which is great. The Tantric Lounge is open, uh, or the Tantric Palace, rather. Uh, It's just they're going to be wearing masks and gloves, so it's a little bit different, especially when it comes to Tantric. Uh, You don't feel their skin necessarily against yours with their hands, uh, which is a big part of the energy exchange that occurs in the Tantric Palace. But I think they've got it under control, and I can't wait till November to go see Carmen and find out how she's doing. I know you love Carmen. Yeah, I got a little crush on her. I'm not. I love lie. them all. Candy, Rebecca, they're amazing. Mm, yeah, Candy's delicious too. But I'm a, I'm Carmen's boy. I can't help it. <laughs> so, do you have any advice? I mean, I, every country in the Caribbean is going to be a little bit different, but specific to Jamaica, how if someone's thinking about planning a trip, you said um, the website is visitjamaica.com. Yes, it's visitjamaica.com, and that's where you're going to find most of the new data too. So if something changes, maybe they add a state to the the high risk states or take one off. Uh, that's where you're going to find that information. What I would tell people is stay abreast, right? Because things change. If you make travel plans for November right now, by November things are going to be different. So just take a breath and look forward to your vacation because you're going to be safe. Right when you leave here, you're going to wear your mask in the airport. You're going to wear it on the plane and wear it properly. You're going to wear it properly, unlike a lot of the people that I saw in the airport. Please, please wear it properly, folks, and stop touching it. Yeah, right. So you're you're going to do that, right? You're going to sanitize your hands. You're going to socially distance as best you can. You're going to get there, and you're going to sanitize your hands like 19 times in the fucking airport. That was one of the weird things. Like you sanitize your hands every time you walk 10 feet, but you're going to so do all those things. Bring lotion with you for your hands. Mm-hmm. 
and Lysol, but you're going to do all that stuff and then you're going to get there and you're going to remember why you went to all that trouble because you're going to get to Hito and it's still Hito and they're excited to have you and sure they're taking precautions and they're taking precautions by the way the the dining room itself the tables are socially distanced they're limiting the number of people that can sit at a table the restaurants have occupancy limits on them right they, they have the beach chairs six feet apart on the nude beach so there's a lot of ways that the resort has done their part but they also leave you the choice when you get to the nude pool, you get to the nude beach, you meet somebody that you've known for years, you see somebody you've known for years, you get to make that decision for yourself if right. you want to break social distancing and get together or not. But if you do, no one's going to give you a hard time about it. It's still Hito. That's beautiful. Um, my last question for you, because I think like I could I could interview all day long because this is kind of fun. There's a lot to say. too. <laughs> I mean, this, was a, this was a really big, interesting trip for me. It really was. So... This one may hit you in the feels a little bit. What was the most impactful conversation you had while you were there? Mm. Yeah. What's the one that stuck with you the most? Edward. Uh, and who's that? He was a guy working uh, on this. He's working at Sandals, actually, when I was walking down the beach. He was a, I, inter I interviewed a lot of locals while I was there. Yeah, like our and shell boy. Yeah, I interviewed Shellboy and, and I interviewed Lindley and, and lots of locals, but I also talked to truck drivers and construction workers and mm -hmm. and other people. And uh, yeah, so his daughter died. Uh, his, oh. his daughter died. She uh, went into diabetic shock and they couldn't get her in in time because of all the COVID protocols and things. They She she passed away before he, they could get her care. Uh, that was really, really rough. <laughs> that sucked. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's not the one I was thinking of. But now that you said that, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that definitely was, uh, one that that sticks. And I'm I'm very sorry for Edward and his family, and and that's super tragic. And yeah. you know, it makes you wonder, you know, how unfortunately that came to be. Yeah, right? it, it was rough. Uh, but I, I had a lot of them that were emotionally impactful for me. I talked to some of the contract employees. They couldn't come see me on the resort, but we talked over WhatsApp and, and whatnot. Right. Uh, and, and, and the contract employees are, they're they're contracted to work for the resort, but yes. they're not technically full-time employees. Only no, so about, they haven't been getting paid. So they're not getting paid, but they have a job when they're open and getting closer to capacity. They do. They're, and they're guaranteed back in a September. job. So September is when they all get to come back to work. Right. And those, like you said, those employees, um, there's been a fund for those contractors, right, to help make sure they having they have food and the necessities that they need since they have not been able to go to work every day. That's correct. And that was that was set up uh, in part. Uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Eric and, of course, Joe Canino and his group and Howard, uh, Howard Herrenstein. Yeah. Uh, those guys raised $50,000 for food for these contract employees yeah. that couldn't work. Yeah. And, and Harry's contributions. Mm -hmm. Well, interestingly enough, so Harry, this is the kind of guy he is. He's committed that when that money and that food run out, he will keep it going until they can come back to work. So they're going to eat because Harry says so. Yeah. And I found that to be Ooh, huge. Uh, you know, the whole thing was emotional for me. I, if You know, I was emotional every day. You saw me. I know. I, I called you I videoed you every single day and and it was all it was emotional for me across the board because I saw people that were so resilient and so positive I mean when I talked to Paulette and I said you know was this hard for you and she said yes she goes it was hard but she said I have to give thanks I'm still here and I have to be positive and 
and I'm only working three days a week right now, but that's better than nothing. And I'm just, I just have to stay positive because my family will be home soon. And that's, that conversation happened so many times over the course. I was there four days and I had that conversation time after time, after time, after time. And you know, the resort was closed. They didn't have to be nice to me. No, they could tell you to go beat feet and leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, nobody had to be nice. Yeah, no one was blue, getting paid to be yeah, nice Yeah, blue-haired weirdo. <laughs> they love the hair. They did love your blue hair. I got WhatsApp messages from like three people about your hair. It was hilarious. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, my hair is blue as shit. I've been calling right him Big Papa Smurf just because I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, fun fact, by the way, you'd get, you know, a little upset and like there weren't, you know, any waterworks on your end or anything. But I could tell you were you were hit pretty hard by some of the conversations you're having. And I was like, it's they're they're grateful. You're doing a wonderful job. And I'd close my laptop and then I'd fucking cry. <laughs> you were definitely my rock because yeah. some of the conversations were really tough, especially when I was talking to people that maybe weren't employed like the for Edward for he's a contractor. He's in construction mm -hmm. and he specifically and exclusively works for resorts and the work was gone. He said all he wanted to do was work. Yeah, that's it. I just want to work so I can support my family and I want to be able to take my children to the doctor because I don't want to lose another child. Mm. God, that's tough. And I was I mean, I just about died right Ooh. in front of him. Oh, no pun intended, obviously. But well, hey, that's the serious fucking moment for Casual Swinger for all of season three. Yes, guys. <laughs> so back to the funny stuff now. Um, so you would you do it again as hard as it was and as interesting it was or as taxing as some of the moments could have been? Would you do it all over again if you could? In a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. In a New York minute, are, I would do it again. Are you ready to go back in November? I am. Yaman. Yaman. I'm ready to see our friends. I'm ready to welcome all the rascals home, right? I'm ready to make sure that they have the best damn vacation of their lives because they have suffered. I mean, every American obviously is going crazy right now. The the you know politicizing of everything that's going on, the the back and forth, the left, the right, the middle, everyone hates everybody and everybody's arguing on social media. But when you're a rascal and when you're a hito, all that shit gets left behind. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, and yeah. they just get to be their best selves. And I want to help them do that so bad. Yeah, it's on my list. I mean, October, November for me, that's that's my light at the end of the tunnel. And even though I have to accept the fact that that's still fluid and I mean, maybe something will change, hopefully not, right? That's what that's where we're putting our positive vibes, right? Um, but I, I have high hopes for October and November for us. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm excited that people get to consume this interview from Harry Lang. Yes, I love Harry. I do too. And you know... He and I did the interview naked in the nude pool. <laughs> which I should not be surprised. Nuts. And then there's a follow-up <laughs> interview. Two pairs of those, by the way. Yeah, right. There were four nuts in the pool. And by the way, we're the only fucking four nuts in the pool when we did this interview because there was nobody in the pool How but us. How strange is that to be in that nude pool? It was surreal. Alone. It was like being in an amusement park alone. I felt like Chucky was going to jump out and stab me out of the grotto. It was a little creepy. It was, it was like a horror movie. <laughs> But they've made so many changes and so many updates. You guys are going to hear about them from Harry Lang when we talk here in a minute. And then I followed that up with, and I did so many interviews, but I thought this one went well. And this is going to be a huge, long episode for us. But this secondary episode, or <laughs> secondary interview, rather, is with Trisha Ann, who is the director of operations for Sun Holiday. So it's kind of a nice little tucked-in Hedo episode, even though it's long. Love it. And can I go ahead and, and release the little spoiler? Do it. Okay, so... Uh, along with releasing this episode today, 
we're going to release a bonus episode one week from today that is a compilation of other interviews you did with some of the people you've mentioned already. Yes. Um, and we're going to compile those and, and release them together in a package as a bonus just because it's been so long and we have this content and it's good and we just want to gift that to you guys. Right. And some of the audio is not perfect in it, right? Because I was interviewing using a handheld recorder. I was walking up to people, but we kind of felt like this content, we just want you to have it all. And, and hear the conversations that we had with these people in Jamaica. So you're going to get it all between this week and next week, uh, which is just kind of the bonus interview episode, which is weird, but we're going to do it anyway. So fuck it. It's our show. We can do what we want. New season, new us. Yes, right. All new Who me. <laughs> me with my new man boobs. COVID. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I got to start working out again. Oh. Uh, I've taken COVID-19 way too seriously. I got all 19 pounds plus a couple. Oh, geez, Louise. Look at these boobies. You don't have boobies. Well, Stop it. Why don't you do us a favor and tell everybody if you can remember how to do it. It's been so long where they can find us and we'll come back with Hedonism CEO, chairman and owner, Harry Lang. All right, guys. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. Uh, that's podcast at casualswinger.com. If you have questions, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as well as Facebook. Um, we're on all of the dating sites, including Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, SDC, and Quiver. You did it. I did. All right. I'll we'll be back in too. a hot second. <laughs> we'll be back with CEO Harry Lang. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Hey, everybody. This is Mickey with Casual Swinger, and I am here with... Hedonism Chairman, CEO, President, Owner, and Lifestyler Extraordinaire, Harry Lang. How are you today? Well, great, Mickey. Great to see you here again. Uh, it is. And believe it or not, folks, we're doing this, this interview for the second time because I screwed up. So many props to Harry for being gracious and dealing with my, uh, my error. <laughs> so I apologize for <laughs> no, that. No problem. I'm still excited to ask these same questions more or less over and over again. You know, you uh, invited us down to your villa at the point to come over and tour some of the things that are happening here at Hedonism. And, and right now we're actually in the nude pool doing this interview, which is the first time I've ever done an interview naked in the Hedo pool. So. Yeah, that well, same thing as I said, same thing for me. This is a first time for everything here. Yeah, right. Yeah. And here by July 1st, of course, we'll be uh, open here and we can do stuff all right here. You know, in the rooms and everything that we normally do. Yeah, well, <laughs> whatever that would be. whatever that is, whatever your whatever your <laughs> thing normally is, you know, COVID has struck Hito really hard, uh, but not as hard as it has some other places in the country. So on March nineteenth, they closed the doors to international travels right. here in Jamaica, and then March twenty first was pretty much the end. And you were here at the end, and you were the first guy back in the island. Oh yeah, tell for us. Sure. How did that go? I mean, how hard was the conversation to have with your employees? Well, so I really wanted to uh, be here most of the year. And from, like, January 3rd till March 21st, that's here, I think, all but eight days. Wow. So really, I just, we're working still on more renovations, just more customer service and working at it. Then there was a little break, yeah, when the airport <laughs> closes from uh, March 19th. And then March 21st, we pretty much closed here. We gave a couple of days to get out. June 15th, the airport opened again. We don't open until July 1st, but... I was on probably one of the last flights out and definitely the first flight in. Oh, there's but nothing I, I like being... I can't get enough of this place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Well, and I was going to say, like, the, the captain going down with the ship and being the first one on the ship, but it's not really the case. It's just that you love this place the way you do, right? Oh, yeah. And the staff, I was always concerned about the staff. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
fortunately, we were able to uh, pay them 90% of their base pay for the 290 uh, permanent staff. So, and we bring in food. We've gotten a lot of donations from guests, almost uh, $50,000 raised. We go out and buy wholesale food and we give it out in baskets to all of our temporary and permanent staff. Which is amazing. And we do that every month. And then I'm going to still continue it for another month or two, just out of my own pocket here to m- make sure that people get back on their feet. That's Absolutely incredible. So a big shout out to, to Howard and Joe. Uh, Joe's with Our Favorite Jamaican Place, which is a Facebook group that, that kind of kicked this thing off, right? Howard did, and Joe jumped in, and, and then you started matching donations. And yeah, next thing you know, there was 50 grand. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable how generous our guests. And they, they love our staff, too, just like family, like I do. So, yeah, they, everyone wanted to jump in, whether it's 20 bucks or whatever they could give. Everyone did it. That is utterly amazing because, you know, there were a lot of people in the United States that were out of a job, a lot of people in Canada that, you know, suffered a little bit in, in a lot of different ways from COVID. And in different varying ways, governments did different things for their people. In the United States, you know, uh, people were given unemployment benefits and an additional $600 a month, a $1,200, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a bonus, but a $1,200 stimulus check. And then uh, in Canada, if they lost their job, they were given a couple thousand dollars a month. What happened to employees here in Jamaica? Did the government do anything for the people of Jamaica? Uh, a small amount, but really it was very uh, minor compared to anything like that in the U.S. Because we didn't couldn't print trillions of dollars here in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't just, ooh, hey, we <laughs> no, have free money. No, no, no free money here. So, so when they got the 90%, mm-hmm. for part of the time, we only had to pay 50% because the government was paying 40 but that ran out pretty quickly. Uh, so, we're, so we're doing the 90% before and after the government program. But for a while, the government was doing 40% of base pay. But that's about it. They didn't do any go- any stimulus for small business or anything. Mm. That makes such a difference. I mean, employees like Paulette, who's in front of us right now, have been here well, nearly 30 years, right? They've been here oh, a yeah. very long time. And those employees have been taken care of. And I asked her today, I said, how did you do during this? And she says, well, everyone's trying to survive, but hedonism took great, good, took great care of me. Yes, I hear more and more. I think we did handle it better. We, I think we gave them more than any other uh, resort on the island. I'm pretty convinced of that now. I thought we were at the time. Absolutely. I wasn't really comparing it to others. I just wanted to do what we thought was right. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 90% of base, so it's still, they shared in a tip pool before, and there's a tip pool now without people coming in. So they end up getting you know, significantly less than they would have when the place is full. Yeah. Well, but hopefully it'll be filled up again in a couple months, and it'll be back to <laughs> back we to the Back yeah. to the party. So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, obviously, COVID has changed everything about how we interact outside of here masks social distancing and as i walk around in the tour of the resort that you gave us i see there's a lot of signs encouraging people to social distance giving people placemats on the floor to show where they're supposed to stand even if it's behind a pillar as you showed at the bar at the top (laughs) but uh you know it's it's interesting to me that that all these things are out there and then there's the hito experience i mean i'm looking around and i see all these names on all these boards around this bar and all these memories that people created can they still come to hito and create memories and still protect themselves as best they can? Yes. Yeah, it won't, people come here will see that you know, we'll be back to this normal Hedo party here. Uh, people that want to practice social distancing will see all the tables set up and things like that. But anyone that's been in the U.S. as different areas open up and bars and restaurants see that you know, it's kind of optional whether socially distanced or not. Mm-hmm. And you know, very few people in the U.S. are wearing masks right when the bar opens. So it won't be any different here. Mm-hmm. So you get the full Hedo experience. The thing that is different, of course, we have hand sanitizers everywhere. All the tables and chairs and things are sanitized two or three times a day, every time before anyone's going to sit in it. 
And so th that part, people, I think, can feel safe. And we t measure the temperature of everybody coming in when they arrive. Mm -hmm. And for the staff, every day they get their temperature taken. So we, we're taking, the, I think, the reasonable steps to try to make it really safe. And you know, this whole parish of Hanover, where the grill is located, has had only two cases through this whole thing. Right. So this is way safer than any place you're from in the U.S. or Canada or anywhere in the world. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, uh, St. James, where you come into the country, uh, that's where Montego Bay is located, and then Westmoreland that you travel through to get here, and then Hanover where hedonism is located. If you put them all together, as of yesterday, there were only 50 cases total between the three parishes, most of them in Montego Bay, 36 yeah. of them. Right, so compare that, just look down your local city, local county, and even towns that have 5,000 people sure. have more cases than that. So, I think yeah, there were 36 yeah. cases in my house. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, there's, there's a lot. So it hasn't hit Jamaica that hard, but I do see so many people. I mean, looking at, at Orlando and Paulette right now, they're, they're wearing their masks. They're being safe. Yes, yeah, uh, so we're, we're still going to ask uh, the staff to wear masks. Mm -hmm. We don't want the guests to have to do that if, they, if they choose to, right yeah. yeah no and i'm guessing most guests won't mm -hmm. but the staff yeah we can ask them to wear them at least till we figure confidence that the, the peak is over and the thing sure. is said on the decline yeah, even though the resort's not open i see employees working hard right now to sanitize and clean things even even just behind us as we're walking around <laughs> you know they're, they're walking around scurrying around cleaning behind us which is absolutely amazing to see that level of dedication to our personal safety uh, do you, do you, I mean, if you had to tell people one thing about why they should feel safe to come back to Hito, what do you think it would be? It probably will be very secure, safe, mm -hmm. you know, both physically and then, you know, medically from the disease yeah. and things like that. I, I really think people feel safer here than they would at home, and I'm yeah. pretty confident of that. So come here with a party and the weather and, yeah. That's <laughs> and, a and safe, safe, yeah. But we're not only just doing all the sanitizing, but we're, we're cleaning up a lot of things. You probably saw... We know just walking around the property here that put a lot of new roofs on. We repaved the. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Yeah, repaved the walkway from the hot tub up to the spa. It's nice and smooth now on your feet, so you don't have to wear your foot flaps down to the hot tub I anymore. I was talking about that when we were walking that way earlier. But you know, you mentioned something to me. You said that there's another benefit to smoothing out that walkway, and it was what the coffee carts. Well, yeah, in the morning we always want to serve coffee down at the nude uh, bar and grill, and the carts that have the. <laughs> that have the, the coffee and, yeah, and, and the fruit and the pastries and things mm -hmm. on them. Yeah, it, it, someone happens to go to bed late at night, which would be hard to believe, and, oh, and, and, the, and the coffee cart comes by at 6.30 in the morning, you hear that blop, 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 which goes down the road. <laughs> now it's nice and smooth, and, and the luggage carts that come in, everything. Yeah, so it's, it's made easier for everybody and quieter. No, it just improves the quality of the resort. So when we talk about other changes, right, you, you invested half a million dollars and just said, fix stuff right and on top of any of the sanitation and all the things we've done i said uh, i uh, budgeted five hundred thousand dollars to just do the improvements that are much easier to do when the resort is closed than back when it fills up again mm -hmm. so i retiled all the pools and uh i said uh, as the, the roadway there and we've uh changed around bars and we've, we've just done a lot of things that projects I wanted to do that just never got a chance to, or it'd be a lot easier to do now anyway. Yeah. I mean, well, right down to, to draining, cleaning, retiling, and refilling this pool that we're in. I've never seen the water and the tile <laughs> so vivid in this pool. It's so amazing. It is. And then, I don't know if you got a chance to walk all along the walkways, but 
we've realigned people's stones, you know, made them really neat, and we've redone the landscaping and things like that. It's a big improvement. I took some photos of that. So I was walking down that newly paved pathway yesterday, and all of the stones that people had painted were lining the pathway, and then all of the their memory boards were on the trees. It was such a cool walkway. It was it was kind of like a hall of memories for hedonism. Yes, and I thought, yeah, I want people to come back and say, wow, yeah. not not just this is open and you can't worry if something's gonna close three months you get cobweb or something no no not here no we got no. this all freshly painted up and it, you'll you'll see it's the best it's ever looked well, let's talk about some other changes so you did mention the tiles uh the tiles in the the prude pool are astonishing they're they're kind of iridescent yeah and at night the led lights just look it's it's absolutely beautiful up there but on that prude pool area you guys have taken down the uh sliding the, the the water slide and the frame for the water slide is gone and that whole area the pillars are gone everything's opened up are there any plans for that space well for right now it's just going to be a great place to have the parties outside you know like the glow party or groups want to set up things that you know a big screen or a live band or something up there and it's a great place just for private dinners or to, anywhere around there you can sit and great view of the ocean and things like that before it was partly blocked by those old structures and things so mm -hmm. really just to clean up and over time i'm sure you'll think of some really fun stuff to do there it feels <laughs> so much bigger but structurally it's not but it no. feels like there's nothing in the sky so the sky feels bigger the view of the ocean feels bigger yeah and now that area down below has those new decks they're putting in yeah we're putting those decks into the same thing it might be some small little group concerts or something down there and I'm sure our guests and groups will come up with some really fun stuff to do there. I can't, I, my, yeah. my gears are already turning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think that's going to be amazing. So in terms of COVID, let's talk about the buffet a little bit, because I really want people to get an idea of what they can expect and also what sort of precautions are being taken by the resort. So the buffet is where everybody eats uh, if you're not going to a restaurant. Uh, I see that restaurants have reduced seating capacities, and they're yep. posted on the doors. But what about the buffet? What happens at the buffet that's different than the way it was before? Yeah, so the buffet is not uh, self-serve. So until uh, a vaccine or until things really uh, calm down around the world, you'll just order things from the buffet, and we'll have extra staff that will serve it to your table. Mm -hmm. So give you a little checklist. of these are the items we have in the buffet, mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll get it for you. So that keeps people from bunching up at the buffet and... Gathering and on, yeah, whatever. On the, I'm always that the guy that goes the, the wrong buffet. way around the buffet too. So <laughs> <laughs> they have, yeah, they touch, have arrows now. <laughs> yeah, touch every orange and stuff like that before you pick one up. No, <laughs> so the, squeeze them. <laughs> yeah. So the staff will be doing that, and then, as you said, the, each of the restaurants will be tables will be a little further apart, so it'll be less seating. We'll just end up when the resort is full. We'll have more outdoor seating, and we can cover it like with a tent if it's raining or something. But probably around the. Uh, pool you know the main pool we can set up some tables and chairs around there mm -hmm. which will really be nice and you know, just eat outdoors like that and that'll give us the additional seating to make up for the reduced seating inside the walls this is fairly conveniently timed anyway right because this is not the busy time of year for hito this isn't uh, this is kind of lower occupancy time so this is really going to be a good time to test out the social distancing right oh yes because normally the resort is not full in august and september anyway we quite often are in July, so we are losing a nice July month where people are just starting to book and come back, but it won't be enough to fill it up in July. But yeah, so it gives us a couple more months to get everything right, so when the season really gets going, October and on, when uh, the resort's normally full, we'll have plenty of practice and uh, 
<laughs> things by then. Well, so speaking of practice, let's talk about the entertainment staff. What's new and different? I mean, you know, I, I saw Winston yesterday, and he looked tired. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what have you been doing? He goes, practicing. And yeah, so what yeah he's been, been he's been here on site the whole time. Yeah, he's been coming up with new routines and things like that, and it's it's really great for someone like him because he's had to put on a show every night, and now I guess a few months where he can be more get his mind more creative. So people come here and see some new shows and see what Winston can do, and he has a little time to think about it rather than all the time. I'm rushing terrified and excited show by show. that at the same time. <laughs> um, so let's talk about check-in process. Uh, check-in is check-in process different. I noticed when I walked out yesterday, there were some new signs. There's new sanitization stations uh, right at the stairs when you come in. Social distancing. Uh, anything different about how people check in or where they'll be seated or or how that process will go? And do you think it'll take longer? I don't think it'll take longer, but it will be that if a bus empties out and you know there mm-hmm. ten or 15 people on that bus, they're going to have to stand six feet apart. The couples will have to stand six feet apart. So they'll be probably lined up outside, but it won't take any longer to check in. It's just that instead of sitting inside on the couch, you'll be in the line for a little while. <laughs> but I don't think it'll slow anything down. But once you're in, you can make the decision to go ahead and cuddle up if you want yes. to. Yeah, and then, uh, I'm sure that <laughs> we will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's important to some people. They're like, how can it be Hedo if I have to be six feet away? The answer is you can choose not to be, but that is your choice. It is right. a personal decision. It is, and if you do choose to be, the, you'll see the spacing from the chairs and things that you easily could do that, and no one's going to stop you from pulling your chair up next to others. But, uh, yeah, right now the initial chairs on the beach are six feet well the two are together you know for a couple and then the other one's like six feet apart but that, no, there's no rule that says you can't move them around and right. like we'll see in the pool the pool parties be back like normal so that's if people are not comfortable with that yeah they don't have to come in when the pool's crowded you know there are a lot sure. of times like morning like now where it isn't so people can still do the things they like to before you want to party if you want to lay out on the beach no there, you'll see there's really no difference and it, I said, use as an example, cities have been open for a little while. The restaurants and bars, they might have reduced the capacity some, but it's getting back to business as usual there, and it will be uh, here too. It's just going to take time. So other amenities at the resort. Let's talk about water sports. Will the scuba boats and the rentals and everything be operating much the same way? Or is yeah, as right now, it, they'll be going through some training, and there could be a chance that fewer people, maybe we'll have to have an extra... Uh, diving boat go out maybe if they're because we will have to limit the number on the boat at least initially until uh governments around the world figure it's safe <laughs> to get less than six feet apart so i'm imagining that there'll be fewer people on each dive boat but it just means we'll offer one or two more per day so everybody can still go they already sanitize the crap out of the snorkels and the regulators so I mean, they really <laughs> don't need to do anything different right probably I mean, not it's yeah, pretty been don't get in yeah. bleach or whatever they do but, but just but interesting now just seeing sanitizing just all the time just continuous but that's what we got to do for now anyway yeah, protect guests and make sure that they're enjoying their yeah and probably go a little overboard with it now just to so people feel safe and then later we'll probably learn from the cdc well maybe you didn't really have to do quite all that but for now we're erring on the side of doing too much sanitation we've seen that already with the cdc that a guideline is put in place and then people start following and they yeah, actually you don't need to do that you need to do this We've seen a lot of that. So let's talk about personal touch here at Hito. And the personal touch, what I'm talking about is I'm staring at a massage hut right now. How's massage and tantric going to work? Is that going to... That, that'll uh, start up a little bit later. We'll make sure we get the guidelines right and things before we do it. But the massage places that are opening in the U.S. will probably follow the same things they do there. Okay. Yeah, so I'm probably guessing that the masseuse will have the mask and 
But I don't really think there'll be much of a change. We don't really have the final guidelines yet on how that'll work. The Tantra massage and the class will be fine because they're all each couple's on different math that's already like six feet apart. So we don't have to make any change there. Yeah, but the personal or couples massage, we have to think through how that's going to work. Absolutely. You know, here on the resort, you know, people, this, this is world famous. It's been here a really long time. And I've noticed as I was coming through the airport, for example, I mentioned that I was coming to interview you and, and visit Hedonism before they opened. And it used to be they'd look at me and go, ooh, you're going to the zoo. They'd get this kind of scandalous look on their face and now they look at it with with reverence oh you get to go to hito like they were really excited something's changed yeah it really has become more mainstream probably because of uh social media and things like that people are out there you know pictures and twitter and everyone talks about so people know it's not a scary place before uh everyone uh, was on the phone and twitter and Mm -hmm. (laughs) instagram all these things facebook people uh but just if you just hear a story or see something in the newspaper, it could be scary because you don't know what goes on here, and you hear there's swingers here and stuff like that. But although people, everyone in the island seems like likes Hito, and a lot of them would certainly like to work here. I can tell that when I go to a different resort or airport, and everybody asks me for a job here. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get a job there? No, yeah, for sure. No, that, and <laughs> well, do you tell them? Well, you're not allowed to touch the guests, so you really don't want to work here. You want to come visit. <laughs> Yeah, they at least want to come visit a yeah, day night exactly. pass. They always want something. They yeah. don't, they, yeah. It is world famous, but it's not scary like the initial thoughts that somebody might get. Because there are a lot of people here that don't do anything. They don't play with any other guests or don't even have to get naked if you don't want to. You know, we got a huge beach here, 20 acres, and uh, people can social distance. There's a lot of people social distance way before this. They just want, sure. just want a private place to hang out on the beach. and. Well, Let's talk about that for a second, because that's something I forgot to mention, and we've talked about it before. You know, hedonism is, is over 20 acres, and it's only 288 rooms. There's more f- open space and free space at Hito than any resort I've ever been to in the Caribbean. That's right, because we have uh, we actually have the authorization from the government to go to almost a thousand rooms on the property this size. We're going to be happy with the 280 we have right now. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of space if people want to have their private time, and there are swingers here. Maybe that third of the people would consider themselves swingers and mm-hmm. a third would absolutely not do anything like touch someone else but mm-hmm. another third might be exhibitionist or something like that voyeurs but so it's kind of you can make it however erotic or however uh, quiet and calm and mm-hmm. peaceful you want so no one gets pressure to do anything i know initially some people think well these swingers are going to be hitting us all the time but that no, ends up not being the case because there are enough other swingers if they want to right. find some. You don't need to try to convince somebody to join you. No, there are plenty of people wanting to join you. That's too much work. Yeah. It's too hard to convince somebody. Just yeah. find I have to sell it to you. Yeah. Right. Well, so it's funny. We often read headlines about hedonism in magazines that maybe have written unauthorized stories and really haven't talked to anybody. Make just take a quote or two out of the press kit, take some pictures out of the press kit and say, Swingers Resort to reopen on July 1st. And I think it's a crock of bullshit. I really do, and I, and I don't like it. I think it's lazy journalism. Uh, we just talked about it in Joe Canino's group here not too long ago. So I, I'd like to know, you as a person have invested massively of your personal wealth to keep this place alive and improve it to make it better. So there's something about this place that you love deeply. Oh, yes. I'm 
all in on this. Yeah, mortgage up to my eyeballs or higher. No, I'm, this is my only business. Yeah. <laughs> it's my passion. This is like my family, my love, and the guests that come here and things. So no, I'll still keep putting every penny into it. I don't not look for any return on investment. I've never taken a penny out. and Well, I thought I might this year, but now I'll, I'll yeah, put that off now. for a few more years. Yeah. <laughs> But that doesn't really matter that much. I just want to keep this, what is it this you place love? going. What, what, where did this passion come from? What is it about this place that made you decide that it was worth investing your life's work in? Because it just really seems like one of the only places where absolutely no judgment. I really hate parts of society where there are cliques or some group thinks they're better than someone else. Or It can happen at resorts or anything, too. You know, you're a premier member. You get special treatment, VIP something. This is not like that. Even though we have rooms that have hot tubs and are view of the ocean every room is exactly the same size nobody's wearing a wristband we have circuit court judges we have truck drivers we have multimillionaires. some guys come in on their private jets to the airport but no one knows who you are no no just naked and talk to everyone else that was coming eight years before i bought it nobody had any idea i might be able to afford to buy it well of course i didn't either but yeah, it was a quick sale. So, yeah, it was you know, surprise. My first trip to Hedonism was in 2001, and I sat on that beach right over there, and a guy came up and sat down next to me and handed me a Crown Royal bag full of weed. And we talked for a while, and we smoked some of it. Turned out he was a U.S. District Court judge from Sterling, <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> and, and I was so stupefied. And, and I've met celebrities here. Uh, people that I would never have thought I would have met here and they were just like everybody else they just wanted to relax and be open and fun they weren't swinging or anything like that they were just kind of just getting naked and partying with everybody that happens a lot here doesn't it it does and then you end up making a lot of lifetime friends a lot of people like you and I are lifetime friends the ones we met here and you get to talk to and know almost everybody here which is so totally different than if you're on a cruise ship or another uh, resort or something you don't get to know everybody like you to talk to your own partner on these places. <laughs> there are not people sitting around here reading books or their no. iPad. No, no. So people are just out talking to people, and yeah, that's and people are from you know, all ages, sizes, races. Mm-hmm. People get worried. Oh, you have to be a super mile. Like ah, no, I don't think oh, so. God, no. Not well, no. <laughs> God, no. Yeah, I do not fit the mold. But. No, no. That, people say, well, just go to your local Target or something like that. That's mm-hmm. that's the kind of crowd you get here: young and old, heavy. Slim, you get, you get, yeah, you get it all. You get, you get black, you get uh, spank, you get people. A lot of people from Europe come here and South America, and we're all just one big melting pot here. I'd say if if the whole world was like this, we would never have any wars. No, <laughs> never. If the world was like Hito, everything would be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I met a guy here uh, probably three years ago who didn't speak a word of English. He was Italian, and he had a great time. He had so much fun, and almost no one spoke his language, but they got by somehow. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably because he had a huge penis. But <laughs> well, that, that would probably help. <laughs> yeah. It was the universal language of huge penis. But it yeah, was... you really don't. Yeah, the people really can get along and laugh and yeah. have, play little games. And you know, seeing like spring break, we act maybe a little bit younger than we are when we oh, get. My body get reminds group. me when I get home. Yeah, we get a big group here in the. Uh, in the nude pool and we get throw a few beach balls around and get a little uh, whipped cream out. Yeah, we can have a lot of fun. It's like teenagers and you don't really have to worry about whether you speak German or Italian or it's true. nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's just no language involved. You know, once, not that long ago, we took a walk down to Fireman's and it was Rachel and my wife Mallory and, and a few others. And when we walked down past Sandals, which is the resort just down the beach, there were a bunch of people sitting on the beach reading their books. This is important 
What's that? Oh, yeah, go right ahead. I'll pause. So anyway, we're walking down the beach, and Mallory and Rachel are both wearing thongs. Mm-hmm. And their asses are hanging out, and their their bare, boobs are barely covered. And there were a few other rascals with us at the time. And a couple of the guys put their books down and just stared and mm-hmm. stared till their wives slapped the loving shit out of them. <laughs> and all the girls turned around as if on cue. Uh, Rachel and Mallory go, enjoy your book. <laughs> and turn around and keep walking. It was the best thing ever. It was so funny. And those poor guys, the wives drug them off the beach and they weren't allowed back until we came back through. On the other hand, even resorts like that have people who are curious, you know, and wonder what it's like. And quite often we can actually recruit people if they kind of look like they don't belong there, right? Yeah. They're wearing a little thong. They look like fun and laughing and they're not yeah. reading their books. We'll go up to them. I will. And Those other are the people you want to go on vacation with. Yeah. Do you, you want to come over and check out Hedo? And it, it works yeah. a lot of times. And they well, decide that then they, they will be staying here from now on. You can kind of tell people that don't fit. The book reading, mm-hmm. sit in yeah, the they sand all day. They, they shouldn't right have now. been there now. Well, you remember last November, uh, we did a pool, well, we did a pool party here, and we played a game we called Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. And Guitar Hero is where we have everybody play air guitar, but they have to play their dicks instead. Mm-hmm. And the pool got so loud that they heard us at Sandals. <laughs> and we had two people, two different couples, come here on day passes the next day to see what the hell was going on. Yep, see, that's great. Yeah, because they. People do get bored. You know, how can you sit there for a week just reading your book and then going oh. to bed at 9 p.m. when you see this party going and you hear it all day and all night and you're sitting over there? Like, Come on. That. Well, and I think that is where we've gotten to with COVID. People are ready to get back into the swing of things. So let's talk about that a little <laughs> bit because you guys have a really amazing promotional capability here with a movie. Tell me about it. Yeah, this is a movie that actually myself and a couple of the people who come here who actually are producers and directors of movies in general we came up with the idea let's make a movie you know romantic comedy takes place at hedonism <laughs> it's really a great line yeah, Lionsgate picked it up and it's going to be released uh, July 3rd online the pay-per-view type stuff and then whenever the big theaters open up Lionsgate will put it on some big screens but it's a great concept you know a very conservative family like church-growing kind of family, uh, uh, the parents of the bride. Mm-hmm. The groom's parents, like, meet the Falkers, you know, so they're <laughs> pot-smoking, whatever. So, but anyway, these two families get married. They get on a plane to head to a Cayman Islands for a destination wedding. The weather gets real rough, and they get diverted to Jamaica. Oh, poor them. And then so they end up at Jamaica, and all the hotels seem booked, but this Rasta man comes, well, I know one place that they can go and... We'll take it, whatever. And then so they all get in the bus and they pull in. That's hedonism too. You see, come to the sign. <laughs> and then you don't even have to make up stuff after that. It's just stuff that would really happen here. You know that the other jealousies, excitement, and people trying things for the first time. And yeah, it's amazing. I don't want to give away the whole story. I'm mean, the mother bride has yeah, right. a little bit of a good time with the guy in the massage parlor. <laughs> I mean, and then some guys are supposed to be on the wild side. You end up getting conservative and oh, I can't do that. So, but I mean, it's it's amazing, and we don't need. And Winston, our head entertainer, is in the movie. I just awesome. have a little brief part. To oh, go you're a movie to. star now? Oh, yeah. And I'm executive producer of this thing, so <laughs> we've been with it step by step. It's a year and a half in the making. And I didn't realize how long it takes just to edit and shoot a couple scenes over again and 
Yeah. It takes some time. It does. And then when this COVID thing came up, that set it back another few months. Well, there's but... some big stars. This is not a small movie. No, no. This is a legit stars. movie. Oh, yeah. And there's Lionsgate and backing it. And mm-hmm. yeah, real big stars in it. So, uh, what's it? Owen Wilson and... Uh, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Luke yeah. Wilson. Okay. Yeah. And the... Olivia Culpa. Yeah. Oh, yeah and, she's hot. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> just <laughs> universe. No, she's she's <laughs> yeah. hot. In the yeah. yeah, extremely hot. Oh, no, I think I'll get a lot of uh, promotion because... They have like she's got like ten million fans following her or something, and she's going to have it out all over uh, about this big movie coming. Cause this is a big thing for them too. It'll be the biggest release at least in the, the summer, probably. Wow! All right, so there's a movie coming out that features hedonism too, and, uh, and it's called The Swing of Things. The Swing of Things, <laughs> ironically enough. Yeah, so. so watch that. I think you can probably Google the trailer. Just came out. I think it was just yesterday. It was the yeah, day before. Was. Yesterday, or the day before. The, the trailer came out, so uh, I'm sure you can find it somewhere uh, online. Oh, so I can't the swing, wait. The swing I, of things. And, you know, and for those people that are not traveling back here to Hedonism, that's a great way to get a little taste of home, right? I mean, because there's people that don't have a trip booked or maybe postponed a trip into 2021. You guys have an insurance policy that you, you can buy, right, that lets you move your trip if for some reason you don't feel comfortable? Yeah, it's pretty cheap, so not really to make money like a lot of insurance things. That, mm-hmm. But it really just allows people that aren't sure about traveling, we just want you to book and you know, get ready because it's opening up and uh, a lot faster i think than people would have thought a lot of people say oh we won't travel anywhere this year but you see around the u.s things are opening around europe things are opening and because we're safer than any of those places yeah we're, we're open we'll be in full swing yeah and there's no reason to postpone the next year but you guys are so confident of that fact you actually give people an incentive not to change their reservation yeah right, right. if you don't change the reservation will give you a voucher you can use on site and stuff so we really yeah want to encourage people to not postpone their trip that they were planning on or to book the next one so no we we're trying to help this out we understand there's hesitation by a lot of people maybe not even about here but about flying and things like that so and i know there's some people afraid of flying these times i understand that if people are afraid they're afraid but most people have been trapped in for a three or four months and go a little stir crazy oh i was one of them yeah with all the kids at home something not used to and the spouse is both there yeah. Yeah. i think people are ready to get out to the sun and you know i uh i was walking down the beach when we were doing the tour and i saw and it was even from the prude side i saw everything and i got kind of tingled a little bit oh yeah and i thought to myself there's no place like home no no i sure felt that way of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't miss any days here. March, March 21st to June 15th couldn't come fast enough for me. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm going to call this episode, as a matter of fact, is there no place like home. And, uh, you know, the, your time today is very much appreciated. I don't want to take you away from any more of this tour than I already have. But thank you very much for inviting me and spending the time with us. I'm going to make sure this gets out to as many human beings as possible because they need to know how hard you guys are working to ensure their safety, their good time, and to make sure that home is the place they always remembered it to be. All right. Well, thanks, Hot Mickey. Thank you. This has been an interview with Harry Lang, CEO and Chairman of Hedonism Resorts. My name is Mickey. We'll be right back after this. everybody welcome back this is mickey with the casual swinger podcast and still missing the beautiful mallory she's not with us today and it really sucks because she's prettier than me but i still have somebody beautiful with me i have the amazing trisha ann from sun holiday with me here in jamaica trisha ann how are you today 
I am fine, doing very well today, and it's great to see you. It's great to see you too. It's yeah. weird. It's I'm down here in Jamaica, and we don't have any of our people. And I mean, I still get the amazing people here. And of course, you came to visit me, which is really nice right. of you. Right. And uh, I'm loving. You no know, persons can't see, but I'm just loving this hairstyle that you have. This <laughs> bold colors. It is I extremely love it. bold. I get a lot of commentary on it, but I'm glad you got a kick out of it because yeah, that was that was the goal. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about a few things today. Sure. Uh, you know, Sun Holiday is the premier carrier of guests that come into Montego Bay to a lot of places here in Negril. Anybody that's ever ridden the bus was probably on a Sun Holiday bus all the way back to back when it was the road to Negril and it was exactly. dangerous as hell. Exactly. We've been doing this for we've been doing this for over thirty years, and quite a bit of the people that we transfer, we have been transferring them for over. 30 years and we, we look forward to welcoming them back. It's, it's less of a business relationship now because we've been doing this for so long and it's more like welcoming family back home. And we've been proud to do that. That is kind of nice. Yeah. So tell me about the history of Sun Holiday. Let's let's kind of tell people who Sun Holiday is because sure. you know what? I've been doing it 30 years, but maybe there's somebody <laughs> out there that has no idea who Sun Holiday sure, is. Sure, I'll tell you a bit about us. So first of all, this is a family-owned and operated business. Um, it's actually owned by my father that started it quite a, a few years ago, over 30 years ago. We've had a, a proud association with with hedonism mm -hmm. um, way back from the Super Pubs days when we were the official transportation provider for the hotel. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the groups that we transfer now have been coming with us from I mean, years. Mm -hmm. We operate a desk at the airport as well. So what's great about that is once you come into MBJ, you don't have to worry about exiting the airport and trying to find your, your ride or staff are there to greet you right in the transportation hall area and take you to your um, to your vehicle whether it's a private transportation or it's a bus and one of the things to note as well especially for large groups is we do have a coach that can accommodate well now we're doing with with the new covid protocols we're operating at 70 percent capacity on our buses but if you have a large group that's coming in we have a vehicle that can handle that everyone coming at the same time if you have someone that wants a more intimate transportation we do offer private transfers as well Okay, mm -hmm. so you guys have been in the transfer business for a very long time, and I have seen that coach. It is a full-size bus, so anybody out there that, that maybe doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a Greyhound. I mean, it's a big bus. Mm -hmm. It's it's a full-size bus. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about COVID a little bit. Sure. Uh, I, and I've had this conversation with a lot of different people, including people on the beach. That mask is driving you insane. Right? I'm so <laughs> sorry. That's it's fine. Terrible. That's fine. I, mean, I can the put protocols. mine on if it would make that, you feel no, better. That's fine. The protocols are the protocols. So. They are. <laughs> uh, so tell me, did COVID hit you guys' this business pretty hard? I mean, it seems like a dumb question because I know it did, but yeah. I want you to talk about it a little bit. What happened? Did, do you have to lay employees off? Uh, yes, it, it did. I mean, all businesses within the tourism sector were impacted. Um, one of the things that we, uh, as best as as best as possible, we try to keep on as many of our staff as we could and of course provide care packages for them and we had to lay some persons off unfortunately with the understanding that once the hotels reopen that we provide transportations to, then it's back to, it's back to business as usual of course with the protocols in place. Um, so some of the things that you can expect that are different now that weren't there before is once you've come through the airports 
um, new revised health and safety protocols, you will notice at the desk now that there is a, a glass shield at our desk that has been um, that would have been installed. So that's a little different. Um, you will notice now that perhaps those clients that were used to being greeted with a warm hug because you become more family, you may miss that because that's not that's not happening anymore. Um, but of course, the customer service that we've become known for, that hasn't changed. You're still going to be greeted warm. You're still going to be welcomed to, to the Sun Holiday service. As you're boarding the bus, although you'd have gone through the sanitization process at MBJ, as you're boarding the bus, we will do um, one, you will be sanitized, um, and you have the option of using your own or using ours. When you're leaving from the hotel to head to the airport, we will do temperature checks as well. So that will be a little that will be different from what you're used to. Um, we're no longer using the physical brochures at our tour desk because, as you know, we operate the tour desk here at Hedonism too. So we're using virtual brochures for all the attractions and tours that we provide at the desk. So that will be different as well. You won't be able to just pick up a brochure and go <laughs> with. So is that accessible via a QR code? Are you able to just shoot that with your phone and, and see it? Is that how you access that? Well, not at the moment, but we can work with our providers to see how best we can set that up. Okay. So we, how does the virtual brochure work? How do you access it? So for that one, we do have, we will have a tablet that's there so that you'll be able to, so we can either, we'll, it will be running on the, on the screens that we have at the tour desk. Mm -hmm as well as we have the capacity to send it to you via email. Oh, very nice, okay. So 70% is your limit, and that's yeah. to assist with social distancing. Yes. Tell me about sanitization protocols. What are you doing for the buses before people get on, after people get on, and how difficult was it to achieve the certification with the government? So for us, the, one of the protocols that we're having, so before you, you get on the bus, you can be reassured that it would have been sanitized from the last use. So we're not, you know, once we've transferred one set of, of clients, then the bus is immediately sanitized before another group or another individuals are able to use the bus. And of course, we're using the, the sanitization that procedure that we're doing are those that are approved by the tourism product development company here in Jamaica. So we're following their protocols um, to a T to ensure that that is the environment that we're transporting our guests in is very safe. Absolutely. So do you guys transfer outside? I mean, I know that you go from Mobe. Do you also run operations in Kingston or maybe? To, I mean, I know from Mobe you could go to Ocho Rios, obviously. Yes. Is it mostly Negril to Mobe? It's mostly Negril, and um, we do some Ocho Rios, but our our strength really is our Montego Bay to Negril transfers. We do Ocho Rios as well, and we do Kingston, but not on a regular shuttle. So Kingston are all private transfers at mm -hmm. the moment. Got it. So some of these areas, and none of Jamaica is particularly hard hit, which is a blessing, mm -hmm. but some of these areas are harder hit. Are there any different protocols for going to and from a harder hit area, or is it all pretty much the same? Well, the thing with this, the clients that we transfer are pretty much um, going from either one hotel to another or one attraction to another. And all the hotels and all the attractions that we're working with have been working closely with the Ministry of Health and with the Tourism Product Development Company to ensure that they're safety protocols meet the guidelines that the, the company that the country has set in place mm -hmm. so we're not very concerned about that aspect of it because we're taking our passengers to places that would have been certified and we know that their protocols have been inspected by the government of jamaica 
So that's not a big concern for us. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. So you said you were doing some things to help employees. What were the sort of things were you doing? Were you providing a stipend or helping feed people or maybe additional training? What were you doing for your employees that were impacted by this? Okay, so one other thing. I'll start with the training first um, because we, the government of Jamaica had ruled out a training program that was done through the tourism product development company in the different resort areas. Mm -hmm. So that was accessed by our staff as well. One of the things that we did as well, we're a part of a group of companies, so we also have a hotel within the, com the group of companies that's owned by this family. So care packages were provided, and those care packages were food, items, and an individual basis for persons who had individual challenges, individual needs. They were able to speak with the, the general manager with regards to those needs, or the chairman. So that facility was open up for persons. You know, everyone's situation isn't the same. We also were able to constantly provide our, our, our staff with information in terms of what is happening, what to expect, and keep the communication lines open as well. The government of Jamaica also had a care package that was accessible to some members of the team, and we work with that to give them to assist them with getting access to to those um, those types of grants that were provided by the government as well. Absolutely. How, I mean, obviously everything's in flux right now. I mean, the island is open, but mm -hmm. most of the grill's not open yet. So, and you just said that the strength of your company is Montego Bay to Negril. Yes. So obviously you're probably planning on things getting busier, but what are your plans? Do you anticipate getting busier this summer or maybe being a slow summer and picking up later? Yeah, to be honest, um, we think the rest of the year is going to be very slow. We don't anticipate business rebounding to where it was prior to COVID for, for the remainder of this year. And so we're looking forward to a more robust 2021. That's where our, our sites are for 2021. Now it's just really keeping the doors open, ensuring that the service is provided for those guests that are coming, ensuring that for those staff that we can maintain and ensure that they have a job to get up and go to, we, we provide that for them and hopefully well, not even hopefully, we do anticipate that 2021 is going to be a good year um, for us and for other companies. I mean, let's face it, it's hard to stay away from Jamaica, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'm here. <laughs> right. right. And I it brought is. my happy ass to it Jamaica is. when no one was coming. <laughs> and to be <laughs> so. honest, as a Jamaican citizen, I've been really impressed with the steps that our government has taken to keep our citizens and our visitors safe. Um, it hasn't been easy. But these are not easy times, and we really just have to do it. There's not going to be a solution that's going, to, that's going to be ideal for everyone. You're going to have some persons who think we, you know, we probably could do it better, probably could do it differently. But so far, I'm very impressed with the steps that have taken to manage um, the spread of the virus here in Jamaica. Yeah. This is going to be an uncomfortable question, uh -huh. but mathematically, it's a good question. Uh -huh. If you're operating at 70% and anticipate doing it for the rest of the year, do you anticipate raising your prices in order to maintain profitability during this time? Well, that's the big thing that we've had to face because the truth of the matter is when you're coming out of a pandemic, I mean, no one wants to hear of a price, a price increase. Um, and that's one of the things that, one of the decisions that we're struggling with right now, how to, how to continue to keep a viable business while maintaining the rates and, and you know the rates were competitive to to begin with it's a very competitive market so we can we are looking 
that we will need to have some increases in 2021 for sure, mm -hmm. but we're trying to do our best to maintain them as as best as we can for 20 for the remainder of 2020. It's a tough question. It's to answer, uh, yeah, I, it I know, but you know the truth is it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, we we've been around for over 30 years, and we want to be around for much more than that. And we're just going to have to make those decisions to ensure that we strike a balance between ensuring that our guests can afford to use our service while at the same time ensuring that we have the resources to pay our staff, you know, because that's, that's pretty much what, what the, the, the most important financial um, expenditure that we're going to be focusing on is ensuring that our staff have a, an ability to, to earn. Some and storms take care have of their to family. be weathered. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, our, our team members have been amazing in terms of the support. We've, we've honestly worked together as a team to ensure that we can keep this company going. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, and again, these are these are all tough questions. So, we've got a lot of people out there that are going to listen to this, that are going to read some of the things that I'm writing, and they're going to ask themselves: Should we go back to Jamaica this year? What do you say to those people? Why, why should they come back and why should they get on a Sun Holidays bus? Okay, well, what I would say to persons that are looking to travel, you know, you're, you are at the stage where you'd, you'd like a vacation. I yeah. think for those persons, one of the reasons to come back to Jamaica is that the protocols that we have, place, have put in place as a country at our airport. Mm -hmm. um, I know coming through, it may be a little uncomfortable, especially if you're used to a totally different experience. But for me, I'd rather have that level of discomfort and knowing that those protocols are keeping me safer and are keeping the people that I interact with safer. And I think we've done a pretty good job at creating that environment. So it gives you peace of mind to want to come here. If you look at the protocols that we've put in place for our hotels and our transportation sector, if you look at those protocols, um, we are doing all that is recommended. And I think more as well in terms of, if you think about how many times you were sanitized coming through the airport. <laughs> Seven. If you think about that, and as well as the amount of times that we would have had to sanitize our, our buses to ensure that our staff, as well as the people that we transfer are safe. If, if traveling, to a safe destination is your number one priority given the covid pandemic i think jamaica is a good destination for you to travel to because of all the systems that we've put in place and if you're looking for a transportation company to get to your resort sun holiday is definitely a best pick for that because mm -hmm. we've combined not just the health and safety protocols that are going to keep you safe but that Jamaican vibe and feeling that you want to get on a vacation. We haven't lost the humanity of the service that we provide while creating a safe environment for you. So let's touch on that real quick before I let you go, because I do think that's something that brings people to Jamaica is the humanity and the passion of the people, mm -hmm. the excitement. And for a lot of people, from the time they get on the plane, that's when the party starts, when they're coming mm -hmm. to Jamaica. And it's different now. When you get on the plane, they, they more or less threaten you in the airport in, in America uh, that if you don't wear your mask the whole flight, you'll never be able to get on another plane again as long as you live and you'll ride a bicycle everywhere you're going to go. Uh, and then you get here and then, of course, there's a bit of a process. Uh, I don't think it was an unnecessary process and I certainly don't think it was unreasonable. As a matter of fact, I think it was very reasonable outside of you know rubbing my frontal lobe of my brain with a Q-tip. Uh, it, was, it, was it was quite okay, just long. 
and, yeah. and a little much, but mm -hmm. we got through. So when does the party start and, and how do you do that with maintaining social distancing? How do you provide that humanity? And what is that humanity to, to your company and your father's mm -hmm. company? Is, mm -hmm. what's the, how do you give that? How do you provide that humanity and that passion and make sure people know that this is something you love and what you want to do? Yeah, and I think for us as from the transportation perspective in terms of providing that humanity, I think it's, it's probably a little easier for us than it is for the, for the resorts perhaps. But for us, our priority is not making the experience seem very medical. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, even though we're wearing PPEs, we now have to let that warmth show in different ways. Mm -hmm. So it may be the sparkle of the eyes since we mm -hmm. can't get to hug you and welcome you home as we, we, we're used to doing for those guests that we're very close to and have that personal relationship with. Um, it's also, always being cognizant that you know this is leisure this is leisure so the conversations that we have the ride that we have over to be to be um, just as engaging as we have been in the past so this is where you know it's not silence for an entire bus ride from Montego Bay mm -hmm. to to Negril, but just to engage our guests really in conversation and making it not being such a, a tense transfer from the airport to the to your resort destination. Sure. Do they still stop for a red stripe? So here's the thing about the stops. <laughs> <laughs> so in keeping with the protocols that we have established here in Jamaica, those stops, if there is, Sun Hall, they already had a protocol because we do have persons on the bus that are coming from the airport that don't necessarily want to make the multiple stops because they want to get to the resort as quickly as possible. So there is already a protocol in place prior to COVID-19 where there is a stop request. It has to come or you know, from the guests would have to initiate if they want to stop for a restroom break or, or whatever it is. Um, now those stops are going to be restricted to places that are certified by, so that their sanitation um, protocols will be in keeping with the mandate from the government. So that is a change that you're going to see. But you know, our government is, or institutions and our government are working as best as possible to get everyone on board mm -hmm. to ensure that as many persons as possible have rolled out their health and safety protocols so you're not excluded from that. Sure, um, we from don't want to see anybody exactly. go out of business. Exactly. So do you guys demand masks on the bus? Well, <laughs> in terms of um, the protocols that we have in place right now, there is a requirement for, as we speak, there is a requirement for for um, masks and keeping with the protocols, there is. Yeah. So on the bus, during the transfer, masks are required to be yes, worn? Yes, masks are required to be worn. Presently. Presently. You, you, you were presently. careful to say that. I was careful to say presently because we're actually still in the process of um, just testing what is there, what is. I mean, I've had this mask on for the entire interview and yeah. even in terms of driving over just to see what the experience would be like. Um, so we're still. So we're still testing that and making sure that we don't have anyone pass out on the bus because, you know, you're not getting the required oxygen flow. But it, the protocol currently requires persons to, All right. to have a mask. Do we anticipate potentially that being relaxed in the future if it's not a problem? If, if when we work with um, the Ministry of Health here or with the Tourism Development Company, we see where 
there can be tweaks to any of the protocols that we have in place, mm -hmm. and of course, we're, we're open to that. But the priority right now is safety first above, um, safety first, that is, that is what the, the requirement is right it now. It is the most important thing, yes. because <laughs> a customer that gets sick, that probably doesn't exactly. get back on the bus. Exactly, right? so. They're, um, they're probably not very happy. Yeah. All right, well, so is Sun Holidays been around a very long time. You guys really have an, an amazing reputation. Rachel's Rascals has been using <laughs> you guys for a long time. Yeah, we do appreciate, you know, we do appreciate the business and the confidence that you've come back to us time and time again. We don't take that lightly. Is, is that the message that we want to send everybody is that we appreciate your business and when you're ready to come back, we want you to? That's definitely the message that we want to send everyone. Um, to us, our, our clients have become family. You know, we have, we have guests that require specific drivers because this driver has been transferring them for years. And as a company, we have done our best to ensure that where that relationship and that request is made, we, we, we um, fulfill it. Because mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is, human connections are a huge part of what drives our business. And if coming home to Jamaica means <laughs> it's Mr. Bailey or it's any of the drivers that have been transferring you for years, that's what makes you comfortable. Um, that's what we're going to do. That's and do. that's what we have been doing for years. Well, so one more question. We'll make it a fun question because <laughs> these have been no fun. <laughs> that's fine. And I <laughs> no, like these are important. You know, it's important to know when you're traveling. Yeah, we're we're yeah. casual swinger for God's sake. We <laughs> like to have fun. Yeah. So my fun question for you is this. You guys in, are going to be encouraging social distancing. I have ridden Sun Holidays buses. Oh, yeah. I've been part of some of the adventures on Sun Holidays buses. So what are we going to do about hanky-panky on Sun Holidays buses? Because it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> and this is hedonism. Um, that, well, that's a tough one. The, <laughs> well, you do know that they're um, the persons that travel together. So if you're, you're traveling together as partners, mm -hmm. um, I think you form your own sort of... Um, That's right, your little bubble. <laughs> your little bubble, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I will leave it at that. You'll be a part of your own little bubble. <laughs> but you, you must be, with you. But you must be social distance from anybody that's outside of your little bubble. <laughs> That's right. So and if you're traveling to Jamaica with the person that you've been in quarantine with or have been um, pretty much in quarantine with for, for, for quite a period of time, then I, I, I think have it's safe fun, for you guys for to be able to... be safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trisha yeah. Ann, I want to thank you so much Perfect. from our listeners at Casual Swinger and from the readers that I'm going to use some of these quotes for. This mm. has been great information. I know you came a long way just to do this interview with me, That's so I fine. appreciate it very no much. Problem. And this is going to be really important. It's some of the, the most common questions we've gotten have been about this sort of thing. So. No problem. It's been a pleasure um, meeting you. and It's <laughs> been a pleasure actually taking the ride down to Negril because it gave me a chance to test what would happen if our guests had to wear the mask from Montego Bay. <laughs> Wow, that's brutal. <laughs> so, so I'm the guinea pig today, and I'll test it back up as well. <laughs> I'll give you some feedback on that. Yeah, let me know how that goes. <laughs> the great thing is our buses are comfortable, you know. Air conditioning rocks, <laughs> right? So and that's good. So, mm -hmm. are you, one, you know, actually one more thing. So if you can't stop for Red Stripe, or I guess you said you're going to stop at certified places, do you guys provide any kind of refreshments on the buses? That's something to look at as well. That's okay. something that we're looking at. Um, how do we enhance the the experience on the bus, given all the other changes that are taking place. Okay. 
Well, this has been wonderful. I've been here with Trisha Ann from Sun Holidays. They're a transfer company that transfers primarily from Montego Bay to Negril, but of course other places like Ocho Rios and per request out to Kingston, Jamaica. This has been Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. This is Mickey again. And, uh, I'm Mallory. Uh, it's so nice to have your voice. Everybody's only heard <laughs> me for like the last hour. Oh, that's all good though. I think um, what you brought to the table though was very helpful, uh, very beneficial, and very thorough. I, I love that you're such a journalist at heart. Well, I think the story needed to be told. I, I love what these guys are doing. I, I love that interview with Trisha Ann too there at the end. I mean, it just there was so much to say, and that's that's real. These are island businesses. These that's her father founded and owned Sun Holiday. That's amazing. Yeah, I so. didn't know that. And she's also the sales director and marketing director for a hotel in Montego Bay, on top of her regular job. So again, it just it it shows how crucial um, people are that travel to this country are to the economy. It's the lifeblood of Jamaica. It really is. More, and, I'm not as much as the people of Jamaica are, but outside of the people themselves, the people that come to Jamaica are certainly the lifeblood. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really impressed at all the additional protocols and, and steps they're taking to make this as safe as possible, right? But again, it's still up to you to decide your comfort level. That's right. At, that, at any point. Well, we've got some more interviews coming you guys' way next week. So a week from today, you guys are going to be able to hear interviews from people like Shelly Fung King. She had a Fung King awesome wedding. Hold on. I know. Wait. Say that name again. Her name is Fung King. Shelly <laughs> Fung. It's okay. When she said it to me, I looked at her. I said, like, like, and she went, yep, just uh, like it sounds. She's Funking Awesome? She goes, yes, I'm Funking Awesome. Ah! I love her. She's amazing. She's That's the CEO so of Club Mobe and VIP which is both in Kingston and in Montego Bay. We have Brandon from Island Charter, who's the director of operations. We've got Shellboy, who is a staple on the beaches of Jamaica. So the folks that have not been to Hito um, will not know who Shellboy is, but if you go and watch that YouTube video, you'll see him, and he's balancing a soccer ball and a water ball on his head. He's one of the locals, um, and if you probably don't know this, but the shores of the beaches don't belong to anyone. They belong Republic. to the island, the island of Jamaica. So the locals walk around and... Offer lobster or whatever they're having to be peddling that day. And they're, they're usually really kind. Some people feel like they can be oppressive. But if you get to know these people, they'll start to look for you Yes, every year. And have we've never really patronized Shellboy. He's just become kind of a friend. Oh, no, but like he this. saw me on the beach and he couldn't have been happier if he tried. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was so happy. And that, that really comes through in his interview. And the last one is Lindley Grant, who is the oper he's the owner and operator of Mr. Reasonable, which is a transportation company, much like Sun Holiday, but they do private cars for people. Yes. And, and we've had his nephews drive us. We've had him drive us. Um, they've always been really good to us. They, they look after us, take care of us. In fact, when they pick us up from uh, the resort, say we want to go have somewhere, you know, go somewhere else for dinner, they will sit outside and wait for us. They won't drop us off. They, they will wait to make sure we're, we're good. They will. It's it's just it was they were great interviews. So we want to give them to you. Are they swinger related? No. But if you want to know these people, if you want to know the island of Jamaica, if you've never been, listen to some of these stories that they told me while I was down there. 
we're going to give you a special out-of-sequence episode next Sunday to get the rest of these. But in the meantime, Mallory, you want to remind everybody how to find us? Oh, they know by now. Um, we're Casual Swinger everywhere, guys. That's uh, casualswinger.com. You can reach out to us at podcast.casualswinger. Find us on the social media sites. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. As well as the dating sites. We love our da- double date nation, of course. Uh, Quiver, SLS, SDC, and Cassidy. Guys, this has been a super size episode of Casual Swinger, so sorry for that, but that's what you get when we're gone for a month and a half. <laughs> this has been real. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.